This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. From Charlotte, North Carolina, this is the Comedy Zone Podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast. Email us at ComedyZonePodcast at gmail.com. Now, your host, Jason Allen King. Welcome, everybody, to the Comedy Zone podcast for the week of October 13th. And this might not be the voice you were expecting. I know everyone was enjoying uh, the, the fantastic talent and voice of Joy Wills, who was uh, filling in for, uh, for us here, for me in particular. Um, I was out of the game. I uh, had a, uh, there was, you know, got an injury, injured on one of the last plays. And uh, so I was out and, and uh, Brian, I don't know. I mean, we, we talking about it. Should we, should we dive in? Everybody, you guys know the man behind the curtain, the, the all knowing, all wise Brian Baltashevitz. Hey buddy. Hey Jason. It is, uh, it's great to have you back. Woo-hoo. It's, uh, it's nice to be, while I enjoyed the feminine energy or the slightly less feminine energy that we normally have, uh, I should say, in the podcast. Uh, it is nice to be back to the old sausage fest. So I'm I'm happy. The old sausage fest. <laughs> I'm happy to see you. I'm glad you're doing well. Uh, yeah. And you're you're recovering. So everything. So so short form. You had a a, a procedure that that we talked about a little bit on the podcast. Yep. You, you had that back in the beginning of September. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was about. Yeah, it was like the second week. I guess. About yeah, six so weeks ago or so. So yeah. update us on the progress. How are things going? Can you make it through a metal detector? Yeah, I cannot. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I cannot make it through a metal detector at this point. And uh, but yeah, no, the procedure it happened. I got a I got a brand new hip. I don't know if the world needs to know that, but exposing <laughs> myself. But that's okay. You know what? And for for such a young man. To have this procedure yeah. was um, a surprise to everybody, but I got it, and and now here I am, wobbling around a little wobblier than I am on a late Friday night, but that'll eventually go away. So yeah, I'm in good shape. But the, the uh, now my dad has had uh, a hip and two knees. Mom's had a hip. Uh, oh, wow. So tell us now the process. You and I, I believe, talked a little bit right after, and you had sort of indicated it was a little tougher than you had been led to believe. The, yes, the that's correct. Process. And by the way, uh, Drew, you're you're welcome to chime in. I'm still going to give you a proper intro uh, once we do it. So don't, don't feel like you got to be quiet. Our guest is here. No, right? I'm just I'm just listening to my future. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I was told by many people that you know the the of all the ones you the the joints you want to replace, the hips the one. That's that's the go to. No, you know, fear of dislocation and all this all this other nonsense uh, now. Yeah, that's not fun. Not a minute of this was was fun. I will say the first week was a bit of a nightmare. If I'm being totally honest, uh, I can imagine. I can imagine. Uh, yeah, it was it was a mess. I, the the anesthesia was, mm. uh, you know, it was. I don't yeah. want to get too graphic on here, but yeah. it was everything was a mess. The way I felt, the way I looked, the way I was thinking, just I was physically ill, like for about seventy two hours. Pretty oh, much. Well, I'm, I'm glad that was short term for you. Yeah, yeah, it, it was pretty rough. Again, that that being said, I did have uh, one friend actually, who, Crystal Cliff, who was like, "Yeah, no, this is gonna suck. It's gonna <laughs> suck." <laughs> she was like straight shooting, like, "No, this is gonna be bad." And it, it was. It's been. It has been rough. I still have 
but I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm six weeks out. They wanted me to stay on the walker a little bit longer because things happen. And, and uh, they said, yeah, just stay on it a couple of weeks more just so we can avoid any potential, you know, complications. Lawsuits. Um, yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> but so, uh, so I was at the stage of, you know, walking with a cane pretty well. And they were like, no, no, get back on the walker. After that, we looked at x-rays and they were like, you should probably get back on yeah. that. No, no. So, yeah. So, uh, Is it, and I, uh, uh, you're headlining the idiot box this weekend. How are you going to do that with a walker? Yeah. But I, oh, I what's that did the, I, they put me on the wobbly butt show as well, which I take <laughs> that offense to that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> They're like, this is gonna be hysterical. And then they put me with Eric Grady, who's whose call sign is the tallest comedian in the world. Uh, it was like not not a shining moment. Actually, the show was great, but um, yeah, no, I'm okay. I'm just okay. Uh, you know, I, I'll be fine. I I, le- I leaned up against a stool. I, I use it. You know what I mean? There's no mistakes when you're on stage, right? Yeah, you use yeah, everything right. to yeah, to uh, for a laugh, and and it all worked. Everybody was kind of on board with it, so. Yeah. But all that being said, we don't need to dwell on it. I'm in good shape. I'm glad and, you're doing good. Yeah, it's yeah, good to see man. you back in the saddle. Thanks, buddy. I, I really appreciate it. It's been it's been a lot of fun. Uh, in in hindsight, going through stuff, I stayed with my folks for about ten days, so they were thrilled about that. Yeah. I loved being you know that close to them. Mom got to take care of me a little bit, which is pretty awesome. Never get too old for that, man. Nah, man. Are you kidding me? They 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 cook. They were like that's the thing. Like for the first like four days. I was up almost like 24 hours. There was no, my sleep was like 30, 45 minutes. You get an hour, but you're up. There's like literally the number of drugs that I've been taking over the last six weeks. <laughs> Most of them weren't fun. I was in the yeah. kind of pain where you're like the, the medicines literally just deals with that. I wasn't yeah. having fun visuals or anything. Oh no. Um, but uh, yeah, but it was good. I got to hang out with my folks a lot, and and uh, my friend Lauren came and stayed with me for about ten days. So so I had all the support around me. So I got the warm and fuzzies with my life and people who want to uh, help out. So thanks to everybody who did that. So now let's talk comedy, right? That's yeah. what we're here for. Let's do it. So I'm so excited. Uh, uh, I got to hang out with this uh, this very funny man the week before I actually had this done. I hadn't seen him in a while. Our guest today, he cut his teeth uh, in a fantastic, uh, at the fantastic Dead Crow Comedy Room. He won the 2016 Port City's uh, Top Comic in Wilmington, North Carolina. He's a staple there, producing comedy shows, mics, and various sketch shows and all kinds of stuff, and quickly became one of North Carolina's most talented and favorite comedians. Uh, You you bet. He's he's produced uh, sketches, comedy shows on YouTube, still doing that uh, to this day during a pandemic. Began creating uh, on TikTok and built a really substantial following, uh, posting over a million views there. He's currently uh, in the now uh, comedy mecca of Nashville, Tennessee. He's the host of My Funny Friends podcast, as well as uh, oh, with uh, um, is it Will Abels? A- a- How do you say Abels. that? Yeah, yeah. Will Abels, yeah. I uh, also host uh, Nickel and Dime uh, football show with a childhood friend, Sean Sudler, which I'm super excited to talk about. That yeah. he's busy touring the country, uh, and he's promoting a new album based uh, based on a Drew story. Which you gotta you gotta see that on YouTube, ladies and gentlemen. Drew Harrison is here yeah. with us. <laughs> I want to get oh, it all in there, you. man. No, that was, like, thank you, man. And that was great, dude. You're the hardest working comedian in the world, man. Like oh, you have so you. much going on, man. I I think that's super I try. impressive. It, it it might like I'm I'm learning that it's a sign of uh of of 
<laughs> being slightly crazy but I, hey my brain never shuts off i'm trying to take advantage of it it yeah. always is making me do something so i, I did right I, I i floated today for the first yeah what's that um, mean where the sensory deprivation tanks oh my gosh like, really shut everything off yeah because we're doing uh kaylee Harmon, um fantastic booker and promoter here in nashville is doing a show uh, through her Dewey comedy um, productions uh, where we're going to do a comedy show straight out of the tank. So like we're really? going straight from the tank on the stage. Wow. Just to kind of, you know, just an experiment, you know, we're documenting the yeah. whole thing, getting it on video. Um, but they say you have to go your third time. You really uh, get the benefits of it. So I'm mm. going, so today was my first one to, to get in this series. So so is that something that's supposed to like kind of open you to open your brain up to like experiences or is it just literally just good for good health physically or what's up? I mean, all of the above. It's just like, I felt great because, you know, we talked about or up top, the joints not feeling the greatest, yeah. you know, it takes all the weight off of them. So that felt fantastic. Interesting. Um, and uh, it's supposed to <clears throat> shut off all the extra work your brain does without thinking, you know, like always smelling, really? always listening. So it's supposed to open up that huge creative side of your brain. Wow. Um, so it, it was nice. I was able to go through some jokes in my head. Like I just kind of, they said, don't expect anything, kind of let it happen. Um, so I, I definitely uh, just had fun with it. And I definitely, wow. it reinforced the idea that I cannot shut my brain off to say no. <laughs> Uh, that's fair, man. That's fair. Are you like yeah. a meditator? Is this something that is this coming from another place where it's just like, Hey, fun idea. Let's dive in. No, I, this is, this was all new to me when, when she came to me to do the show, I, I haven't even thought about doing this kind of stuff. Cause I, oh. I don't usually go for the, let me sit still for a second. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, you don't. Uh, yeah. like I said, uh, one of the hardest working guys, is that always just who you are as a person and or yeah. comedy bring that out? Like, I never want to think I never I don't I never want to be like, man, I didn't make it. I should have done this. Mm. Like, why didn't I try doing this? Well, why didn't I do that? You know, I never want to I never want to be like that. Ah, I could have done a little bit more. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. I absolutely get it. It's funny. I was just watching. Uh, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, Netflix is a joke. Part of that. They did. the. They created the hall. The, oh, okay. um, uh, it's like the hall of fame for comedy and it was uh, like George oh, Carlin okay. yeah, yeah. prior. And um, yeah. And one of them was exactly that. I think it was Ch Chappelle was on there talking about Richard Pryor and the idea of just like leaving anything on the table, leaving it out there. Can't like, do it. You yeah. can't do it. Right. Like I beat myself up all the time. Like I should have gone and hung out at that show. I should have done this. Like, it, like I, I should have gone to that mic, you know, like yeah. I'm real bad about, I've done it for a while now. I'm, I'm bad about getting back to the mics, you know? So yeah, I feel guilty about that all the time. Well, and we'll get to kind of where you started, but is that how you work? I mean, are you still a, a mic guy or are you just adding jokes into shows? Cause you, I mean, you're touring and you're always yeah. going up. And so mics don't seem like they'd be your priority. Yeah. No, nah, they're not. Like if I, now I want to go to mics to like hang out and have fun. Like, right. you know, cause I, I'm very, very fortunate to be at the point now where I can mix some new stuff in cause I'm working yeah. longer sets on the weekends. So it yeah. is nice uh, and to not have to rely on that. Like I remember there was a, a long time in Wilmington where I looked forward to that one mic a week. Like you save up all week to get your new five minutes out yeah. there <laughs> and then you rewrite it for the next week. 
Yeah, man. Uh, that's great. I do. I, I don't quite do a fondness looking back at yeah, that yeah. for sure. Well, you hang out with your um, friends, know, you know, it's, it's your routine. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. For sure. And, and I, I kind of mentioned it, kind of threw that in there because of how much is going on in Nashville right now. And yeah. this has happened. To, I think for, you know, anyone not paying attention, it's like, boom, it happened. But I think for yourself and, the, you know, the other people living there, this is, has been this has been building and building and people have just been coming. And, and it's kind for of sure, man. Right? It is weird being the part of the population that moved here for comedy because <laughs> there, there are you know some of us that that I, I i definitely i'm not built for like obviously if a manager called me tomorrow and said you need to be here i'd be like okay uh, but uh i'm not right. i'm not yeah. built for the everyday life of new york i don't i don't like riding yeah. trains i don't like being around that many, that many people um sure uh and then la uh i I don't want to move that far. Like I've got, I built up all these connections on the East coast with, you know, the, the decade that I've been doing this. Uh, I don't, why do I want to give that up? Like I do, I think it'd be cool to try a new thing, but like I've built this up. I want to keep, I want to keep building off of this. Do you, have you noticed a, a trend in the idea? And if we talk about this a lot on the show here, that, that the trend of going to New York and LA is, is, it's coming down. It's not, it doesn't seem like the, uh, the only way to, to get it done. It's not Carson anymore. It's go to New York and LA and, and be there and be seen at, with, you know, TikTok and, and social media being a thing, which isn't quite the dirty word that it used to be. I don't yeah, right. think yeah, no, uh, it's, it's in the necessity at this point. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I, I subscribe to that too. And I think, I don't know. It's nice to get some backup on that point. Yeah, no, I mean, I I think it's all in what you want to get out of it. Like, I definitely think if you're trying to get a late night spot, then you probably need to be in New York. That's where you're going to be seen by the people that have that say in it. But as you say, that's not the end all be all of a career anymore. No, you like it's it's a night like I wouldn't I would love to have a late night credit, but it's not stopping me from getting road work. Right. Like, of course, you know, you need those credits. Like, I'm at the point now where I need some credits to make that jump from feature to steady headliner. I get that, you know, but there's so many different ways to get those credits now. And I think, if anything, this wave of YouTube comment, I mean, the the forbidden YouTube comic word, you know, (laughs) but there's those those people sell tickets. And I had a, a, a very awesome uh, general manager say to, I heard, I overheard, them saying it to a younger comic be like the nights we sell out this room for the youtubers funds this place it's a business we need those those ticket sales so you can goof off on a tuesday yeah i always laugh at the the i say laugh that's probably too strong word but laugh at the comedy purists who are like no you just it's just got to be this way and you can only have you know comics who are just grinding and it's like i mean not it's, so it many is a different business ways. first. Yeah. There are so many different paths and ways to make it now. And there's so many yeah. definitions of making it now. It's successful. Uh, it's it, you can ground the road. You can get your name out there. You can get attached to a headliner. You can, you can move to New York and LA. Like, yeah. obviously if you want to do the New York and LA thing, by all means, that, yeah, of course. The, the, yeah. the tried and true. It's like when you want to lose weight, it's still the exercise and diet of that you know like right. I, I get it 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, I like that you mentioned uh, getting on with a, with a headliner. That's something for me that I attached my 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 focus on yes. a while ago, saying, "All right, I'm watching all these other people kind of get with somebody." And every you know, guys like Pat House, who I think is this great guy, mm-hmm. and he's getting all this headline work. He's opening for all these these big name people, and now I'm seeing him out on the road. I'm like, yeah, that's that path to me seems like the most sort of comic friendly in terms of being out there with with a name with someone who's skilled so you so you're learning all the time that you're with them on stage and off stage. Yeah. That seemed the, that spoke to me the most, I think. Yeah, that's the important part is like watching when they're off stage too. Yeah. Like how they conduct right. themselves when they're meeting fans or when they're, you know, with their routines. You know, like all of it can be beneficial to you. Yeah. So you made you made the uh the jump. And, and we can talk about some of the people that you're kind of working with. Cause I know you're, yeah. I mean, listen, you're in North Carolina, Tennessee, you're in Kentucky, you're going out to North Dakota. Yeah, I'm um, excited like, about that, man. That's awesome. That's man. my you're, first time that far, that far North. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know if it's, I don't, is it equal to New York? I don't know, but it's uh you're in going to Fargo. Yeah. Uh, there's a great comic here in, uh, in Nashville that is from there and he's been taking some comics back with him uh, to headline the wow. club that he he came up in so it's, it's it's a great opportunity and i am so looking forward to it. it's in december in north dakota so i don't <laughs> i don't know yeah. uh i don't know if, if i have a jacket big enough but uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll make it work well we might have to have you back on after that show to <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> see the popsicle that i turned into yeah <laughs> well the like idea that anyone goes out natural <laughs> i feel like i built up some natural uh some fat to to combat this this coldness that's your that's your excuse right yeah like, listen i'm going to fargo i gotta yeah be, of course gotta you know can't be <laughs> can't be can't be skinny out here on the road you know that way uh so you uh you you cut your teeth uh dead crow which I'm, obviously yeah. i'm gonna give them a nod it's a great club love, uh, love although i will crow. say i haven't haven't been there since they opened the new spot oh it's um, amazing yeah it's pretty cool amazing it's like a, um, a beautiful bar and then they got a showroom and then they got a beer garden after like it's it's amazing great that's so cool sounded like a pretty great place to to get started wilmington yeah that, having that club and and not the huge you know the biggest city in the world so an opportunity yeah. to establish yourself and be that guy it, it was nice um because it they were very very open with us about the business side of things like they taught us the business side of comedy as well as teaching us you know important things like how to host or how to set up a showcase like they 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 really paid us with the like the the you know learning comedy like and then also they taught us (laughs) how to deal with the struggles of comedy because we had to move we were nut street when i first got there and then that building got sold out from under them so then they Mm -hmm. we had to move to real cafe which is like a seafood restaurant who actually happened to have like a showroom upstairs so then we were there for a little while and then we got the new spot and then it was just it, it just a, a beautiful comedy education. Right. That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. So the owners and the the staff and stuff there were they that was just sort of part of their just part of what they brought to the table. Yeah, just... it's it's comedy comic owned. So you can tell okay. Timmy Timmy Sherrill owns it and he he's he's done he's a comic himself, so he understands. Um and then just uh Amy is the best general manager in the game she teaches you yeah. like we've had meetings on how to host you know like what other clubs are really Smart. doing that you know so 
just really just valuable smart. information. Yeah. And, and you felt like, uh, so Wilmington to me, seems like you would probably obviously get a, you know, have your base of people who come to comedy there, but also a lot of out of towners to tourism and things like that. Yeah, experience that there? definitely. Uh, it's, it's so weird. You, you learned how to deal with such a wide variety of audiences, you know, cause you mm-hmm. got old money conservatives from Wrightsville beach. Then you right. got new money conservatives, uh, just living in Wilmington mm-hmm. or new money, uh, liberals. I mean, Liberals. That's what I mean, yeah. So we, we had we had a nice mixture of um, politics in the audience. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what could work, you know, around the country, because it's a, I feel like there's a nice mix some places, too. Um, so to then, succeed, you needed to be you needed to be have some flexibility in your. Yeah, you definitely. Wilmington would let you know if you were leaning too far one way, mm-hmm. you know, with like blatantly about it. You know, not in a mean way, but, you know, you could you could ruffle some feathers real quick. You know, we saw some sure. some headliners even do the same thing. Um, but, you know, you there's a church circuit you could work in Wilmington. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely money to be made for clean comedy. So I definitely, you know, I work, you know, I work pretty clean now. And I definitely learned that early on that you're more marketable. You're more uh, versatile. Yeah. More people can use you. So, of course, that equals more more paydays and more right. opportunities to do this as a living. So Wilmington definitely taught me that. And then we also, you know, just had some fun alternative rooms where, you know, I saw all we did. We had a show where uh, your significant other um, had the button to a shot collar and you had the shot <laughs> collar when you were on stage. Like I said, just a wide variety of a comedy education and experience in Wilmington. I'm very, very grateful for it. This is something that I have found fascinating. One, just that you're a clean comic. And and sometimes I feel like because I work clean a lot as well. Uh, not all the time, but uh, but most of the time, I would say. Yeah. And it seems like I always feel like I have to defend that. It is if, weird, right? Isn't that pre- built yeah. into your 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 mind there like i'm a clean comic but i'm but i'm funny yeah it's what's like as if what i'm saying isn't going to have any teeth at all because i'm not dropping f-bombs right the part that's very frustrating and if you're not if you're not scruffy smoking a cigarette cussing every other word they don't trust you (laughs) it's exactly right and i think trust is that you say that is a really big deal as if You know, I feel like, man, if if Chappelle met me, would he think I'm a good comic because I don't, you know, I always use a quote where he says, you know, comics should speak recklessly. That's this this quote. And I'm like, ah, I mean, I think I'm trying to do a lot of the same things that other comics do. But yeah, you you can still talk about some things without because I still think people cuss too much. Yeah. Myself included in everyday life. You never know, like, <laughs> right. I feel like I cuss too much as a person. So I I don't I've just never I've always wanted comedy to be a fun experience and just the thought of offending or upsetting anyone in any way has always just weighed so heavily on me. Like I never want anyone to have yeah, any yeah. excuse to be like I didn't like that. Yeah. I, I totally get that. And a lot of people talk about, uh, you know, Andy Kaufman and things like that. And I, my, my philosophy in this is that is sort of evolved the more I've really sort of focused on this as a career is if, you know, these, these shows that are like the live shows where it's like the, the, if the butt of the joke is on someone who 
doesn't know that a joke is happening. That's always bothered me a little bit. Yeah. Like it just seems, I hate it. It man. seems, yeah, it seems like it's like predator prey kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and other people's discomfort doesn't, doesn't get me off as far as comedy. No, it makes me feel super awkward. And then that's, yeah. that's not fun. Awkwardness yeah. to me doesn't equal fun. Like there's definitely yeah. awkward, funny, but there's the, yeah. if you're making fun of someone and they're not in on the joke or laughing, like I, lo- I love a good, you know, burn, but I want them to be yeah. like, ah, you got me. You know, I don't want yeah. anyone to ever be like that severely hurt my feelings. Yeah. Cause then it's not funny. Not, it's that it's, it ceases to be fun at that point. Cause yeah. the other thing is, is that there, uh, the other layer of that that comes in is embarrassment. And I think yeah. a, a very, very close, uh, uh, a sibling to embarrassment is anger. Mm-hmm. And I'm like my mom, if you deliberately and, and intentionally embarrass me, you're going to get anger and you're going to get that kind of response. And and I don't know if that's what we're seeing a lot with, I'm not obviously not uh, uh, condoning any violence when yeah. it comes to stand up, but, right. but I do think you're seeing that more now because there's some, <laughs> maybe some embarrassment. That's what I was going to say too, man, is also is I'm not trying to run my mouth and get punched <laughs> on stage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, no way means I'm, I'm well past my prime and I'm okay admitting that I'm not in my Me fighting not. years. I'm not at my yeah. fighting weight. I don't I'm not trying to tussle it up with anybody who is probably can do more pushups than me uh, <laughs> right? on the stage. Yeah. Yeah. And also anyone who's coming to the stage is certainly have, has already thought about this. Uh, so if they're willing to do they're that, not, they're willing to do more. It's not the same people that are getting up to fight you. So, yeah. they're gonna do whatever it takes to win this (laughs) they already made the conscious decision to be like well i'm gonna do this they're not going into it be like well i might lose this (laughs) right no they haven't thought about that at all well (laughs) Well, good i'm I'm glad i'm glad to get some backup on that because i because i know we you know we talked about it actually in the green room sitting at uh uh, at zany's too and uh um so so zany's is home now for you if people don't know zany's in nashville on uh, i think again you'll back it up it's kind of one one of the best best clubs clubs in the country country. yep and and i'd say a, a good majority of the headliners that are working the clubs would say the same thing yeah i looked at the the september lineup there uh, and I was just because I, I went there for uh, Dusty's um, Dusty's yeah. uh, Grand Ole Opry show as well as one of the All Star shows there. So I got to perform two nights That's in a row. And, yeah, those are two man, just fantastic shows. And just fantastic great. shows. And they integrate the locals into it, and it's amazing. Yeah. It's fantastic. And uh, it gives Lucy, them. Lucy's doing a great job over there at Zany's, and uh, hats off to her for also think like it's hard to get caught up in all the headliners and all the people that moved to nashville mm-hmm. too yeah during the pandemic but she still kept the locals intertwined in that so uh yeah she's she really has done a fantastic job so not only is she bringing great talent there but like you said she's getting getting locals and and also other you know not famous comics coming in to do even some of those local shows and these yeah. are like you're getting a big stage i mean dusty's show was sold out the, the night before it was damn near sold out so yeah. it's not like you're going there for a for a chintzy show i mean this is no. hundreds of people and exposure is great uh, so, yeah they got yeah, quite good. a following for uh new material monday over there like new material monday is becoming yeah. one of the the best showcases uh in the southeast right now so like people i see people that are i normally see traveling all over the east coast i see them stopping in on mondays it's fantastic yeah it's really cool and and you're getting again this goes you know kind of where you're at in your career where you are you're 
you know, let's, let's say, I mean, you're going to be headlining it. I know you're headlining some now, and that's just, you know, the very, very near next step for you. And I have to imagine getting, getting time with Nate Bargatze who would drop in and Dusty, who's your friend and like, you know, some other people that's got to help you in your career. Right. Oh, it's huge, man. And just from a confidence level, like the other night I was hanging out with Dusty after the, his, his show, like he has, he'll have a, you know, a couple cigars with, you know people hanging out and i was just looking at the parking lot and the the uh you know the upper echelon of comics i was hanging out with i was like man this is yeah. this is what i moved here for this is fantastic that's amazing man yeah, good for you and i and I, I say this with all confidence do not just blow sunshine you belong in that room man i've, I've watched let's, you for years keep, i've admired keep it for speaking years. this into existence <laughs> <laughs> man. Uh, well listen i also want to talk about um uh, your podcast and I know you have a lot going on and more about your, your career, but we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we'll pay okay. the bills a little bit. Sounds good. Um, uh, if anyone wants to, to see more uh, about uh, Drew Harrison, you can go to drewharrisoncomedy.com. Uh, you can see his tour dates, podcasts, sketches, and uh, don't forget uh, his new album, which we also are going to talk about. Um, and uh, remind me of the name, Drew. Sorry, I had it here. Where Based on it? a Drew story. Based on a true story, that's the album. You can watch that yeah. on YouTube. But check out his uh, website. Also, this weekend at the Comedy Zone, Thursday through Saturday, uh, Jim Brewer is going to be there doing 7 p.m. shows. Uh, Comedic Cody's doing the 945 shows. That's a new one on me. I didn't know they were doing that. But always go to cltcomedyzone.com for a full schedule and for tickets. And we'll be right back. If you are sick with COVID-19 or think you might have it, Stay home except to get medical care. Monitor your symptoms. If your symptoms get worse, contact your doctor. Get rest and stay hydrated. Avoid public transportation, ride-sharing, or taxis. And take these six steps to protect others. Wear a mask over your mouth and nose if you must be around other people. Cover your mouth and nose with a tissue when you cough or sneeze. Clean your hands often with soap and water or use hand sanitizer especially after coughing or sneezing. As much as possible, stay in a separate room and away from others in your home. Avoid sharing personal household items such as dishes, utensils, towels, or bedding. Wash these items thoroughly after using them. And clean all surfaces that are touched often, like counters and doorknobs, every day. To learn more, visit cdc.gov. Welcome back, everybody, to the Comedy Zone podcast. We're having an amazing conversation with Drew Harrison, very funny comedian doing all things comedy everywhere. Uh, DrewHarrisonComedy.com. Check out his website. He's got so much up there. You're going to want to uh, follow this guy. Get, figure out who he is now because he's about to blow up. Uh, I love it, man. Keep, let's keep talking about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> point of order, Jason. Um, yeah, yeah. I, 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 you left us with the impression towards the end of the first segment that you've performed at the Grand Old Opry. Uh, oh no, 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 no! That's uh, that, that would be. That's, they oh, did have comedy, Dusty and yeah, uh, Aaron Weber. <laughs> which is yeah, because you mentioned Dusty and the Grand Old Opry, and yeah. and you said like two shows, and I'm like, wait a minute, 
Did you perform yeah, with the group? That, okay. Thanks, Brian. I appreciate that. Let's, uh, <laughs> let me let me take my foot out of my mouth. I did not perform at the Grand Ole okay, Opry. Right, uh, right. Thanks. We could have just left that hanging out there. That's fine, though. We should probably be accurate. No, I no, think, uh, yeah, as a producer and a journalist, it's my job to <laughs> make So the Opry sends a cease and assist. <laughs> right. Uh, Drew, the, help me explain this. It's it's Dusty's show. is Dusty's Grand Ole Comedy Show. Grand Ole Grand Ole Comedy, Comedy Show. show. Okay. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Uh, it was an unintentional uh, gaffe on uh, my part, Brian, but uh-huh. you're a consummate professional, sir. Thank you. <laughs> um, I love it. Yeah. No, it's good. He's a great producer for other people. It's I mean, really he's got to nice. keep it. Just, he's got to stick to the facts, man. <laughs> stick to the facts. Listen, if we lose the facts, what do we have? What do, what we, do we have, have right? right? That's, That's great. I think we're all learning that lesson. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of the facts, because I fumbled as we were uh, going into the break, uh, Drew, I, 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 there's a couple things I want to talk about, particularly your album and the photos involved with your album, <laughs> because I, I, I was uh, I think it was, I don't know, maybe a week before I saw you at Zany's. It was the sexiest album <laughs> cover and photos that I've ever seen. Thank there. you, sir. Let, I appreciate can you, can that. we talk talk people through it? Because that is not just just you know flippant words I'm throwing out there. No, it is it is a, a culmination of <laughs> weird ideas that I had and my friend Lindsay at Suncat Studios here in Nashville. She uh, um, was super super easy um, to uh, work with. And, um, just, oh man, just, <laughs> I painted that on my stomach. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so, so you're sitting, so one of the ones I'm referring to, you're sitting in basically in a car, but I forget what it is, but it's like a hot ride. I'm, 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 oh, okay. So that's, a, uh, that's, uh, some of the promo pictures I did with it, but, so got that's it, fantastic. Got it, okay. but the album cover, I tattooed my own myself, the album name based on a Drew story. And it's the idea, the the title track of the album is my wife, me and my wife messing with, I'm messing with my wife about what my next tattoo is going to be. And I just mess with her and tell her I'm going to get that <laughs> tattooed on my stomach. And she gets pissed. Really? Uh, that, yeah. So that's the, I had to buy a, a $20 tattoo machine from Walmart because they are no oh. tattoo props. I couldn't find a tattoo <laughs> oh, prop really? for the shoot. I had to buy an actual, so I could be, a tattoo artist in a matter of months just you know, wow. check back in with me on that but but That's yeah the amazing. promo pictures with the with the hot rod was amazing yeah so i have a photography another photography buddy um michael scott evans here in nashville as well and he's like i got this crazy idea meet me wear a dark suit and uh some cool shoes and meet me on this top of this parking deck uh in brentwood i was like <laughs> okay and he had his friend's car set up there and he was like the idea of it was i didn't know what i was doing like the car was broken down and i didn't know what i was doing so he had me out there with like a plunger <laughs> like on in the you know like yeah. just sitting there and but then we got some really cool awesome pictures as the sun was setting and just oh man i've been i've been putting those things up everywhere makes it made me feel super cool super young <laughs> it's super cool man i mean the hat the shoes the suit like it's shout it's out bad. to my wife laura for the 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 hat and shoe combo for my birthday that uh, <laughs> really, really worked out in that photo shoot uh you are you are as baller as uh those uh those photos my well, friend thank you sir thank you uh t- that was tell so me much about fun to do. yeah i bet it was man i bet it was uh t- tell me about the based on a true story on the album and and sort of uh, why now and and yeah 
I, I felt like I was, I, I had this hour that I, I had, you know, it's the first 10 years of my career was, and yeah. I felt that it was at a great place and I'd been doing it for a little bit and I didn't feel like it was, you know, I was definitely, you know, keeping it fresh and saying it different ways each, each night to keep me interested sure. in it, but I didn't feel like it was getting substantially better. So I was like, okay. I feel like it's done. I feel like it's cooked. I feel like it's done. <laughs> and then it was, I was like, you know, I want to do this album. Like it just popped in my head one yeah. night. I woke up and I was like, I want to, I want to do this album. I, you know, I felt good about this order. I feel good about these jokes and the podcast network that my uh, funny friends is on project nerd wanted to dip their toes Love in it. some other forms of entertainment. So they came to me and they're like, we'll cover the video part so we'll produce it as a because i was just going to do an album but they're like let's do a special as well so i was like of course i'm not gonna say no to that (laughs) you know that's that's fantastic at the same time it was just like the stars were aligning um amy the general manager dead crow told me to send her some dates to headline to come back and headline my home club that i started at so just all matched up project nerd and within weeks, Project Nerd had t- contacted me. Amy had co- come back with a date for me, uh, and I just went. I went for it, and uh, it was at one of the most difficult times of my life. I was going back to school. I had just gone comedy full time. I just yeah. you know, uh, quit my day job and Man. trying trying my last semester of school, going back for like video editing, graphic design, all that. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I just I went for it. I didn't have a lot of build up to it. I didn't get to practice it a lot going into it, but we did two shows Friday to narrow it down. Like I cut a joke here, I put a new joke in and then we filmed, we were planned on film both shows Saturday night and uh, we're filming like the little intro promo and I'm working the boom mic <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Amy came out to me and uh, she mouthed the words like you sold out uh, first show. So oh, I just, of man. Course, lost it. Happy tears. Um, we finished filming. Yeah. I went and got in my own headspace, got it right, uh, and just in front of 205 people, just put that album out, and it felt the best I'd ever told those jokes. Like it just felt so oh good. My gosh, um, had, it's amazing. <clears throat> yeah, man, I'm getting a little choked up talking about it. Um, but had family, friends, people that had supported me for years there. It went so well that the camera guy was like, "I'm not even gonna set up for the second show." He's like, we know that's amazing. It was a uh, one and done uh, shot it in February, put it out August 26th and um, still pretty good on YouTube, but you know, you guys can go watch it and make it do even yeah, better. Yeah, absolutely. Know? Everyone go watch this. Cause <laughs> so here's the thing that maybe, I don't know, some comics know a lot. know, and, and maybe some folks don't know is the, there's a lot of, there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of the unknown. There's, you know, it's one thing if you see Bill Burr put out yet another album, he's like, I got to scrap all that material. It's another, if you're a comic 10 years in and you're essentially saying, I'm not really going to do, and then you know, different people have different feelings about it, but you're yeah. like kind of giving up that material and, yeah. and telling yourself and everybody else, I'm writing new from this point on. That is an it's, incredibly <laughs> precarious it's it's still at the point where I give I gave it a a, a definitely like a two week notice. You know, I haven't fired that material yeah. <laughs> quite yet because I still sure. need it for longer sets. But it it definitely motivated me, and it, I needed to I needed to start 
writing again and writing over and start with different goals in mind. Cause I I definitely am. I've learned that in, at least for me, cause we all work differently and we all have our own method and stuff, but I need a goal, like a big picture goal that I'm writing towards. Like, am I putting another hour together? Like I I, I would love, I, I think my next goal, no, because you know, again, I'm just uh, speaking it into existence. Uh, I think my <laughs> next goal is uh, to go the dry bar route. So that's what I'm trying, right trying to write towards. Towards next is that 20 minutes that I feel good about putting out one of those. So good man. Good. I need I need that I need that big picture idea in mind. You know. Yeah. Well, good for you. Yeah. Not to 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 put you on the spot about sort of still doing some of that material. That's oh, my no, my no, point no. is that there's still this this. Um, I have it, you know, this fear yeah. of, of giving up all the stuff that you work hard towards, you have, you yeah. know, intimately, it's some of it, there's, there's a, a sentimentality to it. So the, the fear of that, the, like, this is one of those examples, I think, where people talk about being afraid to succeed. There's like half the time, it's not fear of failure, it's, fi- it's fear of, of success. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's, yeah. that's like, can what my I opener be as good as my current opener? <laughs> you know, like I don't know until I just jump off because my whole thing I get in my own head is you know especially touring into a new a new city or a new state is like these people don't know me they've never heard of yeah. me I want to give them the best possible version of me and I'm still you know ranking like well you know only this group of new jokes has cracked that top 10 you yeah. know so I'm still wanting to put the best show out there that I can because again I'm just still getting my name out there and no one really knows who I am. Sure. And that's funny. You just use an analogy that I use all the time for my jokes. And I, I'm probably a little too, too hard on myself in this respect, but that's what it is. These are starting positions. You know, I have a 52 man roster with, with 11 starting, (laughs) starting positions. And uh, if the joke isn't good enough, it doesn't get in there. I think exactly. Like I might be feeling this joke. That's not as strong as this other one, but I'm riding this one because it's been consistent for me. You know, like (laughs) I I definitely love that, you know, the interchangeable lineup. Yeah. But I I love the, the way my writing's heading, but you know, still some of the jokes aren't, aren't there yet. So yeah. I definitely, I, you know, traveling to New City, keep that 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 all star lineup out there. Well, now I want to learn a little bit more about about that specifically, and and where are you going with with this? Now you've got two podcasts, and we'll get to that in a sec. But but in terms of where do you where do you, what do you want to do? What you know, in, in the simplest terms, like do you want to turn this into writing for a show? You just and I say just, but you want to be a touring headliner and live your life as you know, as Bill Burr do with that, you want to be a podcast guy, all the above. I think at this point in, in my life is I'm just trying to kind of ride it out and see what Mm -hmm. happens. To be honest with you, I don't really necessarily know. Like I definitely want to spend some time as a traveling headliner. I think that'd be fantastic, but I also don't want to do that in my fifties. Right. That just doesn't seem that appealing to me you know yeah. if i'm having a, a great career and things are rolling by all means i'll do i'll adjust accordingly but uh yeah. you know as far as future planning like i'm just kind of riding it out and seeing how it goes like i just i made a uh substantial jump this year as opposed to where my career was the last few years and i it caught me off guard and i really haven't had a chance to plan for it and i'm super thankful for it yeah. and i'm just kind of <laughs> holding it like you're taking shots yeah, I'm, you're I'm taking shots, it. right? 
taking shots, holding on as long as I can. And, you know, I'm, that's why I went back to school, you know, just in case. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm at this point, I'm doing things because I want to do it because it's fun. Like, I never want to be that yeah. haggard guy you run into at a show. And be like, ah, I'm here, whatever. Like, I've seen yeah. too many older comics just come off on stage to be angry and bitter yeah. and up, kind of upset they're still doing it. I never want to feel that way. Like, right. I always want this to be fresh. I always want this to be fun. I always want to look out in the audience and see smiling faces. Like, if I'm starting to turn and say some things that the audience is sitting on board, then it's time for me to go away and be crazy yeah. while I'm, you know, planting a garden at my house or something. You know, like, yeah. I definitely don't want to overstay my welcome, but I'm just along for the ride, hoping for the best. Yeah, it's great, man. Being being open to something like that, I think is pretty special. I remember I worked with a guy a couple years ago, and he said uh, in the the film world, he essentially said, "If in ten years I'm doing the exact same thing, I, I'll see that as a failure." You know, yeah. and that wasn't. I don't want to be doing this anymore. That means I want to grow and I want to yeah. other change and evolve and other opportunities. And and I think he meant also in in the film world. And I think yeah, yeah. comedy. From what I'm hearing from you, which is again another sort of similarity in that is, yeah, I want to be doing what I'm doing, but the next evolution of what that is, I'm with you. I'd love sure. to be ahead. I, I just love keeping any and all avenues open. You know, like if I'm yeah you know, still having fun with my buddies on shows on the weekends and I got something else that's paying the bills during the week, then so be it. But I, I would much rather, this is going to sound super cheesy now that I'm replaying it in my head. Please, uh, I just, I'd, I'd rather <laughs> have status and notoriety in the comedy world than make a lot of money. Does that make sense? You know, like I'd rather do I, things that are good for my career as a whole, like people be like, oh man, Drew, he's a, he's a stand up guy. He's funny. He, 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 he did it what he wanted to do. And I, yeah. I respect that, you know, like I, 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 the respect I'm going for the respect here at this point. For sure. I think people, I think it's hard to separate sort of uh, financial success and that kind of success. It's kind of like uh, uh, people talk about, you know, show business, right? The show side and the business side. I think what you're talking about is all, is that, the side that allows you to go to sleep at night, knowing that you've thought you've got some character and integrity to yeah. what you're doing. You and know? I mean, it's not necessarily that I'm worried about like, I'm, I'm never going to sell out, man. Like, cause please someone sign me a check tomorrow. <laughs> more, I'm doing, I'm doing the shows I want to do. I'm doing the, the, the trips and the tour dates that I want to do that I think are good for my career or they're just fun. You know, I'm not trying to drive 12 hours to do comedy and a a place that doesn't normally do comedy for a hundred dollars and a yeah. ticket. You know, like. Oh man, people people don't uh, people who are doing stand <laughs> that is a, the real thing that happens so so often. Just yeah. go to and a I place. I jump on it there. eight years ago for sure in a heartbeat. I'd yeah. be in the car now, but like, text me the details. Let's go. Yeah, but I'm I'm at a nice point now where I'm I'm doing the shows that I just want to do that are fun yeah. and are. Like, I just have that criteria. Like, are they fun? Do they pay a lot of money? Or is it good yeah. for my career? There you go. And you talk about hanging out and, and going to mics and having there's a social aspect to this. Because who doesn't want to hang out with, with funny, funny friends? Uh, yeah. And you literally have a podcast, My Funny Friends. Uh, how, how long have you been doing that? Give, give us the backstory there. 
Uh, so I start. It started off. It's changed a few times. It's kind of morphed into some things. We just hit episode number twenty nine. We released it uh, today, nice. um, but we took a big break there. The original concept of it was I brought a friend on, who then in turn brought a friend of theirs on, and right. uh, it's too hard to complicate to coordinate two <laughs> different people. So I was like, yeah. let me go ahead and get a full-time host a co- full-time co-host so i brought in my buddy will abels who's a nashville comic um as well another guy that moved to nashville for comedy so we Very have cool. that in common and we did a nice little run together uh we kind of uh became pretty good friends and um so now we just bring on either a friend of mine or a friend of his or you know somebody that we met um or just someone we emailed and they agreed to do it <laughs> so yeah it's been super nice we've had some some uh awesome guests and just we just run through their their comedy story you know what happened for yeah. them what got them into it were they a class clown like we're finding so many people were like quiet kids that just decided to start doing you know that this was their creative outlet yeah. that worked for them uh, so it's just it's nice to see you know us as comics we always have that weird uh burning desire inside of us to know what makes other comics tick so you know, I yeah. tricked them into doing a podcast to, so I can find out how they <laughs> how they tick. You know, I, I think that's why I think that that's exactly right. There was something in the zeitgeist that everyone said comedians are different people, and sometimes I get a little mm, I get a little hung up on comedians patting themselves on the back so much. But I would say definitely there is something out there that says they're just what we're doing is a little bit different than the average yeah. person. And yeah. people want a little bit of taste of that. I think yeah. a little understanding of that and comics are no different. We want to know why, Hey, well, why are you doing this? Why are crazy you doing this? Thing like I know doing? I'm messed up, but what, what, what makes you do that? <laughs> yeah. And I think it's cool. And, it, and it, if, you know, so many podcasts and, and TV shows and all that, they weren't all so successful. I, I would, go go more into uh, comics patting themselves on the back but people want people <laughs> it want to know God, it works man. it really does it's a, it's if i could thing. cut my brain open and put it out and outside like a lemonade stand people would come pay for it yeah yeah that's right everyone's got that that thing inside them because i had a friend so i, I work as a, f- a filmmaker and a writer too and and my friend my I've been writing and producing partner uh John Schwert and he asked me one time sort of this really casual moment very much like comics he's done some stand-up too and and but we write uh, comedically and uh and he just asked he's like why why do you want to tell these stories like all this stuff that we've talked about we've done features and smaller things and, and it's and he asked the question with sincerity not not like why are we doing this yeah, like, why yeah. do we, why do we want to do this yeah. and it's a very difficult it's a very difficult thing to break down even it's yeah. just i would, would just rather do. be doing this than anything else i don't know do. yeah, yeah. Uh, do i have do i have anything special to say i i think to some degree but i also have that same lack of confidence of like who gives a shit what i say exactly that's what <laughs> yeah i just say my dumb things and i just hope that you like them <laughs> yeah it's kind of it's kind of that that thing there's this really go ahead go ahead no, that's why I just think it's so funny when comedy as a whole just takes itself so seriously. You it's, know, like uh, when, when when you get to like the rules thing. of comedy and you know the right. do's and don'ts of comedy, like you do know this is comedy, right? Comedy. <laughs> like we're taking ourselves way too. Serious. We're jesters. We're modern jesters, trying to go. make people laugh, and it's just so funny to me when people 
become the comedy police in one way, shape, or, yeah. or, or another. That, yeah, don't complicate this. Yeah. You know? I also yeah. think there's, there's literally, there's a trillion voices. There's a, there's a million ways to do this. Yeah. And so anyone's telling anything, me. You got to find your audience. Nobody, nobody has the same favorite comic. Nobody. Like, obviously, <laughs> you know, we could all have the same favorite, you know, yeah. but my two, three, and four would be different than your two, sure. three, or four. And so it doesn't matter what my favorite like style is either. I like yeah. Kyle Kinane to me is like one of the best comments that I think to ever do it. It is He's not even close favorite. to my yeah. style. Yeah, same. Same. Yeah. His wordplay is just tremendous. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and also like, one of the most genuine guys ever, too. Yeah. And not a lot of people know about. Him. That's what still blows yeah. my mind. Is like you can be at the top of the comedy chain and no one knows. Nobody like I can get my mom right now to be like, name three comics. She'd be like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. So, uh, so the, the comedy is not only your, your only love, uh, obviously football is something you yes. think a lot about. Uh, t- so it's called the nickel. It's called the nickel and dime football yeah. show. Nickel and dime football show um, by uh, buddy. Sean Sudler is, like a just a walking football encyclopedia like my man knows really rosters and just stats and just it just swims in his head and he was he came to me and was asking me questions about starting a podcast and you know like things to to avoid and do's and don'ts and what equipment to get and things like that yeah. and I, you know i had a, we had a nice conversation about it and then i just texted him the other the next day and i was like you just want to do a football podcast? And he was like, yeah. And that was, you know, we're on our third season. And wow. um, we, we, have, we we start a couple weeks out to start previewing the season. And then we go to the Super Bowl. And uh, we, wow. we come, chime back in for like a little draft preview. But, you know, other than that, we're every week. And, you know, he just had welcomed his second kid. And, and so he's still, you he know, is. very much doing the dad life. And, you know, thankfully I've been – busier and busier but we 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 make it work and we both just love talking about football <laughs> that's great man yeah I love, I love football so what i mean you guys focus on college or pro or both or we're, we're pro we're nfl got yeah, it Very we're good. nfl podcast um we do a really cool thing where uh and sean did this before we even did the the show he would do a mock first draft of or the mock the first round of the draft every year and wow. we would all notice like how pretty spot on he would get <laughs> so, right? just kept that going on through the show so like he just he knows a lot about football and i love talking about it it's just the perfect storm we're just two you know armchair quarterbacks talking nonsense but <laughs> did you it, play it's fun for us no did you play I, did not okay. I play i was a hockey guy i played oh, my mom right my mom said football was too rough but let me play hockey so <laughs> <laughs> oh I, that's uh, so many yeah. things to say couple, about that. A couple of concussions <laughs> later. <yeah. laughs> right. Uh, that's awesome. I played I played football up until 10th grade, and then I was like, wow, everyone kept getting bigger. Uh, I you stopped know, growing I, in the 6th yeah. grade, man. <laughs> yeah, I, was the, like, I was the tallest <laughs> player on my 8th grade basketball team. Not the <laughs> tallest, but taller than most. Yeah. You know, like, I could fit in. I could hang, I could hang in there. And then yeah. and we came back to high school, and I was like, man. I stopped growing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember thinking I like soccer too, so I went and did that. <laughs> I was a baseball guy. I played. I played yeah. all four years in, uh, of baseball, and then we had a. Uh, it's uh, when the hurricane started getting good in North Carolina, so we had a lot of uh, yeah. roller hockey teams. I played a lot of roller oh, wow. hockey. 
because oh, it's very cool. way cheaper than ice. So what, uh, uh, speaking of what is, uh, who's your team? Who's your NFL team? Is that, is that part of it? You stick to, or yeah. is that like a, no, that's the, that's the big, the big appeal of it is he's a Buccaneers fan. I'm a Panthers fan. So, you know, right two on. rivals trying yeah. to get along for the sake of football. Like we covered the whole league, but you can definitely tell where our, our, you can see it right there where our loyalties. Yeah. Lie. We got the, <laughs> the Panther there, but so yeah, I'm a, I'm a Panthers fan. I'm still, you know, I'm still a North Carolina boy at heart, so I, I still pull for the, the guys. That's two. Uh, that's two organizations with some high highs and low lows, right? I mean, there's Very a much lot so. of ups and downs there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Luckily, I'm a Tar Heel well, fan to balance it out. They're always pretty yeah, good at, at basketball, there you go. so that makes me puts me at ease. And a Braves fan who they've been great lately, so that's it's been nice. Damn. Yeah, yeah, it's fun, man. That's a lot of fun. I love sports too. This is one of those things I that uh, I, I bring it up every once in a while with people like, how do I, you know, be a, a comedian, do this and that? It's like go live your life, have experiences, hobbies, and interests. So important. So yeah. so many people forget that you still have to live a life, or else you're just talking the same nonsense on stage every week. Like, yeah. and it's so funny because you know you get to the point where you're featuring and you want to get more feature work with more headliners. You have to become a fun person to, I mean, you, you hope naturally, but you have to make sure you are a fun person to hang out with as well. So I've always tried to connect with comics with, I'm a pro wrestling fan, so I can connect uh, because surprisingly so many of us are pro wrestling fans (laughs) Uh, or there's a lot of sports fans out there. So I got those two to lean, to lean on hard. Um, so that, you know, you try to connect and, uh, hang out to where you know that someone higher above you wants to take you with them and hang out some more for sure yeah we definitely talk a lot too about being a good hang and being being able to read the rooms and and that kind of thing i think it's exactly what you're talking about um well man i I got so much to to plug for you here from from all these different podcasts your sketches your, your website uh i i man, there's very few people I want to succeed as much as I would love that for you, man. And I well, think thank it's going to Thank you so happen. much, dude. I appreciate Heck you so yeah. much, man. Well, it's right back at you because you're doing fantastic things as well. Thanks, man. And that means a lot. I appreciate it. Everybody, please uh, follow Drew. Find out where yeah. he's at. Give everybody your socials, Drew. Let everybody know where you're, <laughs> where you're active. Uh, at Laugh with Harrison on Instagram. Uh, like you said, DrewHarrisonComedy.com has got links to everything. Just follow... Uh, my funny friends podcast where if you listen to podcasts same with nickel and dime uh just please 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 go check out that special um yeah been uh been on the road a little bit with dusty slay so i'm hoping to pick that back up in uh 2023 um so definitely come catch a show come say hey sell these yeah. stupid little stickers about my jokes after the show so come, <laughs> come get some of those uh but oh, yeah awesome. uh hope uh hope 2023 is a, a, a big year yes exactly couldn't agree more, man, for everybody. Uh, Brian, uh, how are we looking, buddy? Anything? I've, I've been out of the loop. Are we missing anything? Uh, no. We're, we're, I mean, I mean, yeah, but no. It's yeah, <laughs> always something. But, yeah, I just want to – I know that you're going to say it, but I want to pimp your uh, weekend. If you're listening to this, oh, yeah. the weekend uh, it's released, so that's uh, October uh, 15th. 15th? Well, Saturday the 15th. Yeah, that's uh, so a Saturday the 15th. Saturday. Uh, I'm Jason headlining the Idiot Box in Greensboro. Oh, Greensboro. Yeah. yeah. In Greensboro. In Greensboro. Right. Greensboro. Yeah. Awesome. So I think that's I think that's awesome. Jason and his walker will be on uh, on stage. With, <laughs> I will be a box. cane only at that. Oh, point. okay. All right. Oh, look at you. But cane only. Yeah. You got a you got a cool uh, cane. You got what's on the top of the cane? I do. I actually have, <laughs> It's a, it's like a dragon. 
It's like yes. a giant flame. That's awesome. I don't have it. It's in the other room. Like I got my. Oh, that's fit, dude. That that made my day. That's so happy. <laughs> and then so it kind of wraps around the pole. I'll yeah, show you. that's, that's the fantastic. <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm not gonna use my grandma's cane because I also fair. have that. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, as a as a, a cane guy later on in life, like yeah. I'm just trying to you know see what's what's go what's out there. You know? <laughs> There's some good options. Yeah, nice. uh, thanks for pushing that, Brian. I appreciate it. Listen, this is a, a fantastic way to come back and to getting this uh, podcast under my belt again. So Drew, you're the best. Brian, uh, thank you so much, man. You're the best as well. Uh, this is the Common Zone Podcast. And uh, I love you guys. We'll see you all next week. The Comedy Zone Podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom at the Abbott Exchange Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. The executive producers of the Comedy Zone Podcast are Brian Heffern and Brian Bumpashevitz. Talent regular is Mike Hall. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever. QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com. Oh.